Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the I Can't Sleep Podcast with Benjamin Boster. If you're tired of sleepless nights, you'll love the I Can't Sleep Podcast. I help quiet your mind by reading random articles from across the web to bore you to sleep with my soothing voice. Each episode provides enough interesting content to hold your attention and then your mind lets you drift off. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. That's I Can't Sleep with Benjamin Boster. Scary Mysteries, Twisted News. SOS on Sand, Save Stranded Marines, and China's Underground City Built by Hand. For this week's episode, we'll dig into the baffling news of a real-life castaway survival story and the disturbing account of how and why the Chinese people built an underground city as large as the one above it. Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted News. Number 1. SOS on Sand Saves Stranded Marines With all the crazy things happening in the world right now, sometimes we can't help but wish for a moment when we'd be transported onto a very remote island surrounded by nothing but the vast ocean and where no one could easily reach us. While it may seem like a great thought to some people, if there's anything the 2000 Tom Hanks movie Castaway taught us, It's the fact that being washed up in a deserted place is no walk in the park, or in that case, a stroll on the beach. Being away from loved ones and devoid of the conveniences that our normal lives would offer would surely be a nightmare for some of us. And this is exactly the kind of situation that our first strange news story features today. 
Earlier this August, headlines from around the world were emblazoned with the terrific news about the rescue of three men who were stranded right in the middle of the Pacific. The three Marines had set out from Palawat Atoll, a municipality of Chuuk State in the Federated States of Micronesia. They were aboard a 23-foot boat cruising a 26-mile route from their place of origin to Palap Atoll, a rather distant neighboring reef island. Due to unknown circumstances, the trio sailed off course. When their sea vessel ran out of fuel, they were forced to drop anchor on a tiny, uninhabited piece of land called the Picolot Island, which is also part of Micronesia. The stranded men, whose names have yet to be disclosed, spent more than a couple of days on the deserted island, where they fended for themselves against the oftentimes harsh tropical climate. Coastal authorities from the U.S. territory of Guam were the first to raise the alarm when the men failed to complete their journey. Like a stroke of luck, though, it so happened that the Australian landing ship, Her Majesty's Australian Ship, or HMAS Canberra, was cruising the route between Australia and Hawaii when it received a distress call. Canberra heeded that call and almost immediately began combing the area from which the three men were believed to be lost. It was the U.S. Air Force KC-135 tanker operating out of Anderson Air Force Base on Guam that first spotted the three stranded Marines. In a social media post, the pilot of the refueling aircraft Lieutenant Colonel Jason Palmera-Yen, revealed the thing that greatly helped in their rescue operation. He said that as they were about to avert a stormy route, they spotted a tiny island. They decided to check on it, and that's when they saw a huge SOS sign written along the island's beachfront. Beside the sign was a blue and white sea vessel. They called in right away for the Australian Navy to send reconnaissance helicopters to immediately deliver aid, food, and water to the men. Upon landing, the Australian troops of the recon unit went to confirm the identities of the men, after which they conducted physical examinations to check if they incurred any injuries. The Marines, meanwhile, were given a two-way radio for them to use in communication with a Micronesian patrol vessel who was then monitoring their condition. Almost a day after their discovery, the three lost men were carried back safely to the mainland. Writing SOS in the sand has proved to be very helpful to travelers and seafarers alike who got stranded at sea. Just four years ago, a group of sailors were stranded on a tiny island, also in Micronesia, from which they were rescued after writing a huge help sign in the sand. The year after that incident, two Marines went missing for more than a week and were also found stranded in an island somewhere in Micronesia. Like what the survivors did in this story, this couple also scribbled a big SOS in the sand, and it ultimately saved their lives. Number 2. China's Creepy Underground City Strolling the streets, taking a turn at every nook, gazing at skyscrapers and counting the passing cars, are just but a few great ways to feel the pulse of a big city. However, as you walk through and admire the buzzing life of any metropolitan city, does it ever come across your mind about what's going on down below the concrete you're stepping on? 
In the city of Beijing, China, there actually exists an entirely strange world buried somewhere deep below its sprawling mega-metropolitan area. Its hidden existence continues to boggle the minds of the outsiders. One couldn't help but wonder what kind of life these dwellers lead down there. The underground city complex in question, called Dixia Cheng, or The Dungeon, boasts the kind of history that is less than spectacular, but a little more creepy. It is said that out of the more than 21 million people living in Beijing, close to 1 million of them live in these underground tunnels that extend up to three stories below the ground. Although there is yet no official disclosure with regards to the size of the underground complex, many believe that it could span to more than 32 square miles. Its vast network is also said to be connected to all of the city's major government buildings above. While unconfirmed, records suggest that there could have been as much as 900 entrances leading into the complex. Most dwellers in the dungeon are low-income workers, known as the people of the Rat Tribe. These are the individuals who seek their fortune in the main city, but can't afford the high residential costs above ground. While many people see the dungeon as a viable alternative to those looking for shelter in the city, its history suggests that the original purpose of its existence has a scary implication. During the Cold War, tension between China and its neighbor Russia grew. Things got even more wary in 1969 with the Sino-Soviet border conflict that was instigated by an undeclared military skirmish. The incident tested the will of both countries to stand down in the face of aggression. As their relationship continued to turn sour, China, which was then under the rule of Chairman Mao Zedong, took some preemptive measures in case a full-scale war were to break out. In his statement, Zedong said, Dig deep tunnels, store food, and prepare for war. Close to half a million civilians in Beijing quickly responded and carried out the chairman's contingency plan. The people labored for four long months straight, using nothing but their hands for digging. Some were equipped with shovels and bamboo baskets to carry out the earth they dug to the surface. Some rumors even suggest that the extent of hard manual labor could have claimed some lives, much like the construction of the Great Wall of China, where as many as 400,000 people died and were buried right within the wall itself. Under the guidance of army engineers, the citizens were able to create this vast network of tunnels that housed tens of thousands of atomic bunkers, factories, farms, and warehouses. Aside from these infrastructures needed for survival, the complex was also built with sports facilities, restaurants, and theaters, Basically, it has everything that the community might need in the event of a nuclear war. Even the underground city's ventilation system was designed so that it could be isolated from the outside air. In short, the tunnel complex was made with the intention that it could provide refuge to the people should the Sino-Soviet war erupt. It can't be emphasized enough how vast this complex actually is, in fact, the Chinese government at the time made claims saying that the underground megastructure is large enough to accommodate the entire population of Beijing, which in 1969 was already around 6 million. Fortunately for China and the world, the dungeon was never used for its intended purpose. As the Cold War was well underway to its end, 
Several sections of the complex were turned over to local government authorities to be utilized as offices. However, most of the bunkers were repurposed to become residential units with very low rental rates. Some residents lived in the dungeon for decades, while most just passed through, staying only until they were capable enough to afford a place above ground. As one might expect, the living conditions in the tunnel are far from being considered to be comfortable. Cramped, dark, and damp, a lot of residents are constantly dealing with illnesses. In 2010, Beijing authorities decided to foreclose a huge part of the subterranean shelter. It was inevitably met with protest, as most residents still have nowhere else to go above ground. Despite temporarily suspending the eviction plans, the people of the Rat Tribe are still wary of their uncertain future. As such, some locals are reportedly collaborating with artists and designers to transform the tunnels into a vibrant space more conducive for living. So there were two of the most shocking and intriguing stories around. The world can be a crazy place and Twisted News is always sure to show you why. Please remember to subscribe to our channel if you liked watching this video. We have new ones coming out every Wednesday and Saturday for you guys to check out. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you soon.